motivation Jonas Andrew Phillips helps me avoid desperation Let's talk facts to rebuild a nation To make us strong and hold a bond Full of brothers and sisters Tell the future we can build whatever we wish to Put your mind on the map Eyes on the prize Don't forget to like, comment, share and subscribe Hello kings and queens, the Waste Mantle winner Jonas Andrew Philip here today and today we've got yet another episode of the Let's Talk Facts podcast and we got a G, he's in his clothing merch already, he's in, he's in born to stand out LDN already. Please introduce yourself for us, please, because you're the only man that can make a pink tracksuit work. So let the people know who you are. <laughs> Listen, Jonas, that's probably the nice introduction I've ever got in my life. Um, thank you, Jonas. My name is Austin. I run the Woodman Fashion Center for Born Out London. I'm a student as well, and it's me for a couple of so a lot going on. And I'm also a book where my love books. So I've just launched my book newsletter. And I'm sure, hopefully, that we'll get into that later on there. In the mm, definitely, definitely. And I actually met Austin actually recently. We were on Shola, who actually was on this podcast a few episodes ago. We were on her podcast with Jamila on Youth Unlocked. And when I was speaking to Austin and hearing him speak, I said to myself, nah. I got to get this guy on the podcast and I got to connect with him. And then obviously, because I've been watching your content, all the stuff you post is amazing. And you're not even done yet because your clothing brand's obviously blowing up and it's doing sick. But now you're getting your, your personal brand to another level too. So I don't think the people are ready for what you got up your locker. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just warming up, bro. Honestly, I haven't even got started yet, man. Just warming up, bro. Warming up, warming up, bro. But just to get into this, the first question I have for you is, if somebody told you 10 years ago that you would be doing all the amazing work that you were doing right now, what would you say to them? That's a good question. You know, like, it's techie. Like, in terms of being, doing good things, I, I always, like, even as a young kid, I like, always had good self-belief in myself. Yeah, so um, if I'm being honest, I always, like, from a kid, I always felt that there's something special about me. So um, I always had the self-belief that I would be going to do great things. But in terms of clothing, in terms of, a fashion brand never like I've always been into my fashion um but if I'm being completely honest I thought I'd be a footballer like you know a lot a lot of young people growing up in London um I was I literally like my dream was to become a professional footballer and it wasn't just out of nothing I was quite good like I've I got scout for a few professional football clubs like if you look over there my I've got a lot like a trophy cabinet I've got about 30, 30 trophies just based on football so like if I'm being honest 10 years ago today 11 years old I thought I'd be a professional footballer but in terms of doing good things, you know, being myself, that's something that's always carried with me, something I've always had. So I always thought we're doing something good and good, something all right. But if I'm being honest, I thought right now I'll probably playing professional football. Mm, yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Because even me, I was, I can't lie, in primary school, and people are going to say primary school doesn't count, but I was a bit of a mm. baller in primary school. I can't yeah. lie. I was a low key, I was low key a baller. People knew this. People knew I was a baller. Mm. But, for me, it was, I wanted to be a basketball player from about year 9 to 11. Yeah. And I know a lot of people suffer from self-doubt, but I never had it because I've had different life experiences to most young people. So for yeah. me, I was like, man, I'm going to the league. I'm, I'm going to be in the NBA. So it, I, it's cool. It's cool. And I was still doing other stuff in my life. But yeah. I fully believe that as a youth, and I'm not saying nobody from the UK can get to the NBA because it's happened. It is mm. difficult. But the odds are obviously against us. But I still said to myself, I am going to get to the NBA. Mm. And football is hard to get into too, as we both know, and yeah. people can do it. But you had that same thing where you were like, okay, it may be tough, but who said who said I can't do it? Who said Austin can't be a professional footballer? Yeah, You have all those trophies on your wall as well. Mm. So it shows yeah. that you were good. And I want to ask you now, like, just leading on from that, 
why do you think a lot of people suffer from self-doubt wait quickly just before i go into that i feel like it's a important note that i just thought of the other day i'm gonna answer the question in two seconds but i feel like one thing that i thought is important is the fact that a lot of the things that you want to do when you're younger it's not actually what what purpose is or what you really want to do like for example like if i'm being honest now like i can openly admit now if you give me two options entrepreneurship footballer i'll choose entrepreneurship all day you know what i'm saying so i just wanted to be clear like in a day it's all good to have dreams yeah but don't let those those dreams neglect you from potentially going down other avenues but in a day like you don't know what you want to do until you try these things and in a day if i don't go down the entrepreneurship route i would never know how much i enjoy it how much i want to be it and for me somebody who, who didn't want to do anything other than football to now say that i'm actually living my dream life you know being an entrepreneur like that's, um, that's amazing. So my lesson to everybody out there, literally just like, always taste new things, try new things. And what you feel like might be your path, might not be your path. You might, it might be somewhere else, might be more fruitful. Um, but to answer your original question about self-doubt, whew, that's, that's, a, that's a mouthful. So why do people you feel like have, self, have self-doubt? Um, I feel like nobody's born with self-doubt. Like if you look at kids, kids are the biggest dreamers. Like they're all saying, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a footballer. Like so you, you want to be a basketballer, I want to be an astronaut. Like, so after that, that's something that people put on you. That's what society puts on you. Because a lot of people, unfortunately, are insecure. So as you go through life, self-doubt is something that people put on you. And it's about building that tough armour and having self-awareness. That's a key, self-awareness to know that these people don't know me, but I know myself. You know what I'm saying? So, so I thought as a self-doubt, it's something that's instilled in you from my society because a lot of people are insecure and they put insecurities on other people so you're not born in self-doubt something that you've been taught to have and you can unteach yourself with a lot of hard work word word and do you think it's self-doubt as in society do you think it's mainly school social media or people's parents everything everything like our things a whole lot school is definitely a big part of the play because if you think about it we're in school from the ages of what four years old to 18 and that's what six hours a day so to say that schools have an impact is definitely not true. Even if you look at school, like me, I feel like my kind, my kind of character in school, I always felt like I was a lot. Of, I feel like I got hard on other people based on my character because I was outgoing, because I believed in myself, because I was a bit more confident, because I really cared about others. I feel like I had it harder. Like I thought teachers were harsh on me. I feel like so teachers were trying to change me into being like everybody else. That makes sense. Like that's I feel like school is terrible for self awareness, man. Like saying to my friend the other day, we're literally taught to dress the same to act the same, to do anything the same, you know what I'm saying? Like, any things that you might have, any goals, they told you that you can't do it or whatever, like, school teachers, school is terrible awareness, and I feel like that's the reason why a lot of people don't know what they want to do or they have self-doubt, because school eliminates so much self-awareness because it's all told to act a certain way, fight a certain way. Like, even in school, like, I'm dyslexic, like, I didn't realise I was dyslexic until I was 19 years old, yet I still had to do the same exams as everybody else, even though, like, it was clear that I was struggling in certain avenues or... I wasn't like everybody was in other avenues, but this, the fact that we still had the same rigid system for every single person, like, I think it's ludicrous to think that every single person can sit at that same exam and it's fair, like, everyone's got their own unique traits, their own unique skills. I feel like school needs to um, give more to that. Like, if somebody's trying to art, let them be an artist, let them read a book about art. Don't just tell them you've got to do this, you've got to be certain kind of route. Let them express themselves every street. Because so many, life is so abundant, man, and I feel like school is just terrible for self-awareness. Mm, that's interesting that's interesting and even I think it even goes down to the fact that we're not given actual and I know I need it to this day I I would say me as in 2021 Jonas 19 years old I would Mm. say stuff like this oh but you go out and get this stuff yourself you go and learn it yourself but that's because I've got a different mentality but when I was in school I wasn't going to go out and, and think what other ways can I revise which suit me more as a person in the way exactly. I love it. 
because school legit teaches you. I remember certain lessons in year 11, copying from textbooks. That's what we were doing, copying from textbooks. Some lessons we listen, we watch movies, but that was history. But in history, you have to watch movies because you're not gonna, yeah. remember, you're not gonna remember all the dates and everything from a textbook. Mm. The majority of the time it is a textbook you learn from, but school doesn't make you think, why can't you? Sometimes once in a while you do a presentation, but that's once in a blue moon you do a presentation. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it, you can write your own story and stuff, but that's mainly English once in a while as well. And I'm not saying this to hate on the school system or anything like that. Mm. I work in the school system. And I, even my teacher from my secondary school, me and him have a really good relationship to this day. Mm. I'm not hating on the school system, but I'm just saying that we can't control, and this is to the young people out there watching, even the adults as well, because some of you may be in uni right now and there's nothing wrong with that. It's try to actually make yourself better than you already was because we've all got potential to a certain level, but that doesn't mean you can't unlock it. There's so mm. many people out there right now that are adults, Austin, and they could have done so. They 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 could have done what we were doing at our age, but they didn't mm. unlock that potential. And we may have got lucky with with the fact that we were able to do it at a young age. We may have yeah. actually got lucky with that, but they weren't. So I feel that people actually do have potential to be great, but some people are different. So even in the book I'm currently reading, I learned that, and this was difficult for me because you know when you what have you ever had the job before? Um, I had I had a, I went to the bartender when I was eighteen nineteen. Mm-hmm. Were people where you were working ever saying stuff like, oh, "I hate this job. I can't wait to go. The pay's not enough." Of course, of course. And you know, I used to say to that when I was in, when I was working, I used to say to them, "Start your business. Start a business." Mm. And then when they would say, "Oh no, nah, man," da, 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 I was just thinking, "Oh, you're just lazy, man." But it's because all the and I think I said this on Clubhouse if you remember. I said a lot of the personal development gurus act like people are average if they do a nine-to-five when really yeah isn't everybody yeah 100% but I honestly I think it'd be more of anything you're saying man like in the day like I'm not type of school system I think it's great like in the day like I've learned to read and write like the, one the education system in England is one of the best in the world there's no denying that but at the same time you can't say that there isn't improvements made that's just mm. facts actually that's the reality of it and um, I feel like the school does have a part to play in you know hampering self-awareness like one example I always give is you obviously see me, I've read, what, 50 books since 2019, 2020. Um, but in school, I hate reading. Like, I read my first book, I finished my first book in 2019. And that was because school, like, school, they, they told you read. Um, I don't know, you, you might not have had this, but I had this where started that you come in, you got to read for 15 minutes. They don't tell you what to read. They don't tell you what you might enjoy reading. They just told you to read. Like, how you, what do you mean? Like, and that's why a lot of people don't see the value in reading because they're, they were forced to read anything. Whereas what they should have done, yeah, they should be like, okay, cool. Erica, you like art. Oh, Here's a book, here's a great book about art. Um, Jonas, you like entrepreneurship, here's a book about entrepreneurship. If, if I was given books about entrepreneurship in school, yeah, I would have loved reading. I feel like that's the issue with the school system in terms of, you know, self-awareness. Like, even the teachers are a bit suffer from it as well. I'm, like, I'm the type of guy, I'm a bit cheeky. Like, I'm the type of guy that asks teacher the, the cheeky questions. So I remember talking to my head of year one time and he came in the classroom. I can't remember what happened, but what the conversation was, but like, I remember just asking him randomly in front of the whole class, like, um, Miss Williams, what's your dream then? Like, what, what's your dream job? Like, what was your dream? Is it being a teacher? And he said, um, he said, no, he said that, no, it was actually, in fact, he wanted to be a director, film director. And I was like, it's not too late. He was like, oh, like, yeah, like, whatever, like, yeah, right. But even, like, the teachers are suffering from, you know, like, not a bit of resentment, a bit of regret from their dreams. And obviously, if a teacher is suffering from resentment, um, resent, resentment and regret, how do you think that's going to transpire into their students when their students say they want to achieve something? Yeah, don't you think that, that subconsciously they're attacked at students for thinking big as well? Because they've been told so resentful. 
we're great for so don't you think that would then transfer on the students so it's like a number of courses and, and a whole society so the social media that definitely has a part to play man like you'll post a video on, online and although i always advocate they listen to this 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 stuff here yeah, but you post video online people hate on you like what are you doing but i'm not trying to brand i remember i'm not trying to brand people ask you awesome i lost at 17 people ask you awesome what are you doing man like you're not going to launch a brand like what are you doing the same for you so i tell that because i launched a fashion brand before I feel like now it's a bit more normalized to launch fashion brands but when i launched it nobody was doing it so there's people saying awesome what are you doing this and that so society social media parents as well i know parents that want to be footballers and then they, they kind of you know what's their parents kids doing that route parents are the part of the play because parents in the day we love our parents but they're not perfect either you can't and i feel like that's one of the things we love about parents like that you can love them but understand that they're only humans too you know what i'm saying so um i feel like it's a whole package from the school the parents and society definitely and, and it's all about you coming going from within and breaking through you know what i'm saying yeah, and the key thing I want to take from what you just said there is about the teacher saying that his dream job was to be a film director. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you said to him, it's not too late, but then he said yeah. whatever. That is crazy. Whatever. Not like that, not in a rude way, yeah, but he said it in like a way like he laughed in it, because like he laughed like saying, oh, thanks for believe himself like, in it, because he doesn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't believe himself, but it wasn't me, he wasn't, he wasn't read about it, but he literally said it in a way like, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like here around to, to whisk my ear constantly, whatever. Like, you know, he, he kind of just laughed off. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think, Pete, and this is what I tell people a lot because a lot of people that even listen to this podcast say to me, "Me, Jonas, man, I wish I heard something like this when I was younger because it's too late for me." And I'm like, "Do you know how old the guy who founded KFC was? He was like, what was he 66? He got rejected over a thousand times." I'm, I need to jump in here, bro. I swear down. This is this is something that I preach all the time. But one of my favorite person, you know, people in the world is a guy called Gary V. His words, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I couldn't agree more. You could do everything wrong until the age of 30 and still live a great life. I'm going to say that again. You can do everything wrong, everything wrong until the age of 30 and still live a great life. People have got a terrible relationship with time. Like, it's, it's kids that I mentor. One one word I mentor is um that when we're into 17 years old, um, I, t- I told him, you're not 17, your, your man is 13. Like, you can literally do so much wrong here at 13 and live a great life. You can f up until 40 and live a great life you know what i'm saying so for like people when people understand the fact that you can literally do anything wrong yeah wake up as a first year old man yeah and live an amazing life rick ross i've read i've read so many books rick ross i've read this book yeah you, you see rick ross you know the fancy cars the lovely beautiful home he was broke until he was 30. Like i've i've read his book his words not mine i've read his book he was broke until he was 30. the week before he got his big break here he was in he was in prison then while i was in prison because he got he had, he got booked in for shows, you know them little shows you get like hundred pounds for. He was too broke to pay for a hotel, so he drove home drunk. He drove home drunk and crashed his car. They locked him up. So a week before he got a big break, at, at thirty years old, he was in prison because he couldn't afford to get a hotel ticket. A week later, he got a big break. He was thirty. Some of you are nineteen, eighteen, twenty-two, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, thirty-six, and you think it's too late when someone like Rick Ross didn't get picked for thirty. That life is life is short, but it's also long, man. Like like Gary Vee is forty-something years old and. And he and he still feels as young as ever. I don't know what people think that you, you life's gonna end at fifty. My dad is my dad's one of my biggest idols. He bought a G wagon last year, and he's like fifty six. When he bought a G wagon, yeah, I don't think he was thinking in his head yet. Oh, we should got this thirty years old earlier. He's he's thinking I'm so great if I got this in, in my in my possession. The people need to fix relationship with time. You know, understand that they can do anything wrong until thirty, and you still live a great life. And you don't need to have it all figured out at the age of early twenty. Like, this is the age we're meant to make mistakes, we're meant to learn. I'm saying life is long. Like, you've got another 40, 50, 60 years in this. Why do you need to rush it all now? Word, man, words. 
and like just that obviously I could tell that definitely you you I could tell you feel that you feel that you believe it deeply in your soul and you have both a business and a personal development brand and let me just ask you is that what your your clothing brand and or personal personal brand stand for that whole thing of you have time in your life just be hopeful and just try to obviously stand out because obviously your clothing line is yeah. going to stand out LDN so it's crazy but in a way yes and no like I, I, the reason just to go into one time out the reason I started there I started at 17 years old I've always been into fashion I've always felt like I stood out like I said as a young I said I've always been like you know I was always a class clown in school I've always had a, I've always been different to everyone in school which is why I probably got to treated different by teachers which is probably why I didn't get diagnosed with dyslexia until I was 19 because they thought, oh, you just outgoing, he's this, he's that, like, he's probably nothing wrong with him kind of thing, in it. So, like, because I was always outgoing, I was always the outgoing guy, I always stood out. By year 11 prom, I wore an all white suit to my, my year 11 prom. To my year 13 prom, I'm Nigerian heritage, so I wore like an all Nigerian attire to my year 13 prom. Like, I've always like stood out in it, and I feel like with the fashion industry, there wasn't a lot of brands with a meaning behind it, like a strong, powerful meaning. I feel like it was great brands with nice designs, but I feel like there wasn't really a, a brand with a message behind it. Especially now in this time and ever, where there's a lot of insecurity, people are battling things. I feel like it's important now we bring up positive messages. So I wanted a brand that was fashionable, but also something like present a, a positive message, which is want to stand out. So, and because that kind of reflects me and what I've said for my whole life, in terms of I've always said that even now, like I put, if you see my social media, I post differently to everybody else. Like I, I still act differently. I dress, I'm wearing pink. I'm saying so. The brand values of want to stand out more, to, more to empowerment to wear what you're wearing and feel empowered in what you're wearing to um to be to not be afraid to be you. To, to stand out and you know be yourself so that's kind of the brand values and the personal brand kind of came after that so I I, I never really was active on personal I didn't really see the point of personal brand I just used it you know to look cute on Instagram whatever but for me only went into I literally discovered Gary V and I read this book Crushing It by Gary V and he kind of highlighted to me the importance of you know how a personal brand can actually help elevate your business kind of thing so um when I read that book and I saw the, the potential I'm, I'm all about you know like when I see something that new I love trying things I've seen I've seen how it goes and so when I read this book, I best of heaven to my personal brand. And you have this personal brand allows you to, you know, get leverage and other opportunities. So I launched a newsletter today. Me having a strong personal brand is what allowed me to launch a newsletter and hopefully get subscribers, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, business brand came after, when I discovered the benefits of having a personal brand, um, that's when I really went down that path. And in terms of my ethics of my personal brand, it's more to the fact that, like, just, just, it's just me, like, just my opinions, my perspectives, and just adding as much value as possible. Word man, word. that's what it's all about. And that Gary V guy, obviously, he's a legend. We both know it. he's a legend. Like he's even changed my perspective on things as well. Especially I found him. Obviously, I found out about him about mid two thousand nineteen. But because he was swearing all the time, I was like, no, nah, nah, I can't be asked, man. But then, like, I think in twenty twenty, it was not lockdown. I was listening to it. Obviously, I was listening to his podcast, and I was like, no, nah, my man's sick. This guy's sick, you know. This guy's sick. So I just started doing what he was saying, innit? And my life improved. And I think a lot of people, I know myself, say they don't like Gary Vee because he swears, but sometimes you have to actually take that out of a person and actually listen to what they're truly saying. Because personally, mm. now I didn't have a problem with him swearing. I couldn't care less. But when I was younger, I was a bit like, I don't want to be hearing this all the time because I was trying to change the way I was. Mm. But in reality he has a strong personal brand because he's being himself you mm. don't usually see people like him swearing and stuff like that and doing what he does mm. but he does it and what he, people know who gary v is people if i heard gary v's voice on the street i know it'd be him because he's yeah. so distinctive with what he does 
and he generally mm. wants to help people. He, he goes out and talks to so many people. He doesn't need to do all that. He doesn't need to do everything he does, but mm. he does it. And that's what a strong personal brand is like. Would you agree with that? 100%, bro. Like, for the best way to build a personal brand is just be authentic yourself. That's how you produce the best content. Like, if you're trying to be somebody else, it's going to be really, really hard after a few years to produce content because his content is just himself. It looks a lot easier. And it's really interesting what you raised in terms of Gary V. I feel like a lot of people have the same kind of perspective. I feel like people should really have it with me and you. I'm saying when you come across somebody so different, so outgoing, you also have to just resent them. That like, I remember a lot of people didn't like me at first because I feel like because people thought I was arrogant or this and that because I was just confident. I believed in myself. I self, I I self doubt. Like when you're a different society, people turn to like look at you funny. I'm saying like maybe like I'm with Jesus. Like if Jesus was so different, he was adding so much value. Like people just automatically become hateful for it. And maybe it's because it puts a mirror on them. Like it's like a mirror to them. Yeah, you in your kind of radiance mirror to them to make them feel like they're not doing enough or like they could do more. And because of that, they don't, it's, it's easy to blame somebody else, you have to look within themselves and blame themselves in it. So it's really why people like you, him, and us, you know, people don't really like drift towards them straight away. But another thing that I kind of want to think about as well is even the swearing thing. So he even posted a video um, the other day, which I kind of like, like, you know, connect with. And he said that they asked him, like, do you swear from your kids? And he said, yeah. Then can I swear on a podcast by the way, or was that not allowed? Yeah, man, go ahead. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so like, just a good example. Um, yeah, so he um, yeah, so they asked him, "Do you swear from your kids?" And he said, "Yeah, I do." And what the woman was like, "Why did you do that?" And because because that's who I am. That's authentic to me. He said that when when he, for example, yeah, when when he comes to caring about something, like in his brain just thinks of, "I don't give a fuck about it." He doesn't think, "Yeah, I don't care about it." His brain just goes to, "I don't give a fuck about it." That's just how his brain works. You know what I'm saying? And him swearing, yeah, that's what him being whatever. That's just him being authentic. That's just him speaking how his brain works. If he didn't swear and he tried to, I tried to, you know, please the um, audience, whatever, and didn't swear, that's him not being authentic to himself. He said, I'd rather be authentic to himself, yeah, and say what he really wanted to say or f- say how he really feels, how his brain really works, then try and shy away from that and um, try and share an image that, of who he isn't, it, who, 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 of who he isn't, which isn't sustainable. Then he asked him, um, but do you think that's a problem that your kids start to learn to swear? And he said, no. And if you think about it, yeah, in society, you don't really want your kids to swear like in the day, but if you really deep it, he said it's not it's not a problem because in the day, the same person that's telling him that the problem is where the same person that told him that he couldn't be what he is today. You know what I'm saying? So the, the, the same thing that he's that the same thing that people see as a problem in his brain isn't a problem. His problem is it literally his problem is as kid gets self worth, as his kid has self awareness, as kid is respectful, as kid has good social skills, as kid has good confidence. Those to him are problems, not whether or not he swears or not. You know what I'm saying? And um, same people that told him he couldn't be where he is because of who he is are the same people that tell him he can't swear. So he's saying that he doesn't really care about what those people say because those are the same people that told him that he couldn't be where he is today. And he, he's more concerned about the real issues like, is my kid confident? Do you have self-awareness? Is he respectful? You know what I'm saying? Has he good morals, good ethics? Mm-hmm, exactly, man. And this is what I was, even a couple of years ago, I was chatting to one of my friends about the whole concept of swear words. And it's so stupid. Like, someone just see some of the words that I swear and think, oh, that sounds pretty rude. I'm like, that, that should be a bad word that you shouldn't say. It's just a word, but yeah, it's meaning behind it. And it's meaning behind it. It's so weird to me. And although I'm not someone, I'm someone that wants to stop swearing, right? Because when you get mm. to, I don't care what anyone says, when you get to secondary school, a lot, most people get swearing issues when you get to secondary school. Mm. I've seen it myself. Even me, my started like in, in primary school, people were swearing in my school, to be honest. People swearing from primary school. But that's normal, to be honest, in London for me, to be honest. And yeah. To be real with you, 
I look at Suarez and I just think oh, it's such a stupid concept, but it's just there. It's just one of the things that mm. are there. And I don't think it makes anyone less of a person because they swear, because somebody could not swear at all, but be a terrible person. But then somebody else could swear all the time. <laughs> They're the ones that are selfless. So a lot of people think, I think, judge a book by its cover. And that's what I was doing when I first heard him. But obviously I'm lucky. That I said, I'm still going to listen to what he says because it's paid off. I feel like that's the issue of this generation. I feel like we're too focused on things that don't actually matter. Like, like how many likes, like how many likes you get. I'm echoing a little bit. Um, no, it's, it's cool now. But yeah, like how many like likes you get. Like people post a photo, if you don't get some of our likes or delete it. Like is that really what we're, we're worried about? Like Gary V, he swear, like Gary V provides so much value to so many people. He changed billions and millions of lives, including us two's. Yeah, we're concerned about him swearing. Like, I feel like in this generation, we're too concerned about things that don't actually matter. And we need to get back to things that actually do matter so we can actually progress. Well, man, that's the, that, the word, exactly. And that's the thing. That's why, even on my other Instagram account where I used to post pictures, I don't care about my likes, honestly. I honestly don't. 100%. People say to me, people don't know I've gone to this account now. And this, mm. my other account, that's just for leasure. I follow all the meme pages. Mm. On this account, I follow proper stuff. And I mm. still follow NBA and obviously Arsenal because I'm mm. an Arsenal Are you an Arsenal fan? Liverpool fan. Okay, cool. That's fine. That's fine. If you were Man United, then there would be an issue. But yeah, if you're Man United, that's cool. So I I follow Arsenal and they give me stress and everything, but it's cool. It's cool because I don't play for the team, so I don't really care that much. People mm. call me a fake fan, but I'm not going to get upset because we drew with Fulham today. I don't care. Yeah. But, <laughs> but on my other account, people will say to me, Jonas, your following has gone down since college, man. What? Two years and you've lost 300, 400 followers. I don't care. Because look at my other account. The following has gone up that much. Yeah. That so who cares? That's the thing. And even and even when I don't get, because there are posts where I look at and I'm like, well, I didn't get, I didn't perform how I thought it would. I'm like, I don't care actually. Because the pe- the 10 people that did like it clearly gained value from it. Mm, That's how I actually think of it, man. Honestly, bro, you're like, you don't, I don't know, I don't know if you open this kind of worms with me, bro, because I listen to the conversation today with my friends and you just open a kind of worms of, in, inside me that, like, it's frustrating. Like, so um, what was the person going to say? Um, I can't remember the first thing I was in the attack on your point in terms of the social media aspect of it, but in terms of likes. But what I wasn't gonna say yet is how little. Oh yeah, no, I'm now. So I've got a friend. You, you can call me critical. But I've got a friend called Tammy. He's one of my closest friends, and um, she's always sending me photos of she's like, oh yeah, do you like this? You could you could call, call this extreme in it, but she sent me photos of herself saying, oh, I'm UJ Austin. Should I post this? Like, do you like it? And I say, um, I'm not telling you, Tammy, like, if you like it, yeah, you post it. But I'm trying to teach the teacher, yeah, not to align on people's opinions to validate yourself kind of thing. Like, if you like the photo, just post it. Like, with me, yeah, I don't ask people, like, whether or not you like the photo. I just post it because in the day, like, as long as I like it, that's all that matters. And when you get tied into people, ask people, do you like the photo first? Then they say no. You're then vulnerable to people to not get many likes. But if you're posting it, yeah, because you like the photo, that's all you care about. And the likes are bonus, then you're no longer vulnerable. The second one, I don't like, yeah, is even the follower thing. Followers don't matter. Like I was saying to my friend, like followers do matter, but they don't matter. If you've got a strong person around you, they matter. But followers don't always matter. Like right now we live in a time here where a lot of influencers do not have influence. Like you probably have, you've got what eight hundred followers. Yeah, I don't know how many followers you've got, but you might have. And say, say example, you got eight hundred followers, but you probably got more influence than somebody with a hundred thousand followers or five hundred followers because followers is not to influence. My friend Erica. She's amazing. Like she just um, dropped a petition to abolish, um, basically, with um, sexual assault, you've got six months to, you've only got six months. The victim only has six months to go to the police. Otherwise, like, the case is null. So they should abolish that rule and make it a bit longer. And she started a petition 
this girl has got 50,000 signatures, 50,000. And she's only got what about 500 followers on, on her social media. And that goes to show that followers do not create an influence. So you're also about some of the followers here when it doesn't really matter. Like you can have 100 followers, 100 followers, but it's supposed to have 100 followers that really, really connect with you, resonate with you, than 200,000 who don't really care about you. You know what I'm saying? It's better to have a strong, good tribal followers than some that don't care about you. And when people don't follow you, that's a good thing because that's somebody that doesn't connect to your personal brand or your brand anyway. You don't want people following you and they're the brand. Like even my newsletter, I did a 99p charge, not because I want to make money, but because I only want people subscribing to it, yeah, that actually want to see the content. There's no point in, in making that, you know what I'm saying? So it's a thing where, like, it's quality beats book. Quality beats quality all day, all day of the week. And it's better to have smart, smart followers, with a tribe people that really connect to you, really want to see your content, than a large amount of followers with people that don't really care about you. Word, man, word. And just, uh, just thinking on that, yeah, and thinking about, have an influence. Do you think that in 150 years' time, people will be talking about you, Austin? Yeah, that's my goal in life. Like legacy. That's that's what it all means to me. Legacy, man. Like I feel like I'm, but I did philosophy in school, and this is one thing that my teacher said to me that it's honestly stuck with me for all my life. And philosophy, if you say philosophy is proper deep stuff, yeah, like they make you think about some deep, deep stuff, and. One thing said to me is that you made this life seem so simple and so like small and so scary. Like you said, technically speaking, when I die, and everybody that knows me dies, all my Facebook friends, all my Instagram followers, when I die and everybody that's ever known me dies also, it will be like I never existed. So because everybody that's ever known me has died also. So if I die and everybody that's ever known me has died, there's no mental recollection of me because everybody that's ever known me has died as well. So it literally be as though I never existed. And when you said that, I said, damn, like, Unless I leave something that's gonna live longer than me for me to be remembered, I'll just go out of existence. Like a lot of people that do unfortunately pass away, when everyone that knows that person, when they pass away also, that person technically never existed. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like when I heard that and I really thought, you know, like especially when I see, you know, I'm from Nigeria, seeing the amount of work needs to be done back home in Africa and all that kind of stuff, it's like I really wanna leave a legacy and an impact and I hope um people are speaking about me in hundred fifty years time because it means that I left my mark on the world and I helped a lot of people. That's exactly it, bro. That's exactly it, 100%, man, 100%. And I love the confidence because a lot of people would say, oh, Austin's cocky. How is he saying that in 150 years people are going to be talking about him? But there's nothing wrong with being confident. And I think that's why a lot of people don't reach their potential because they're too scared about coming across as arrogant. And although, yes, we want to be humble, that is a goal. Being humble is a goal. But you can't be too concerned about it. Sometimes you just need to speak stuff into existence. I understand. Like, is it, wait, Sorry, go on, Jonas. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. And this made me proud, man. I could have shed a tear today because I was chatting to one of my friends who, this guy, me and him have been tight for a while. And he was in top set when we were in school and I was in bottom set. And he was helping me with my revision. So I appreciate that because he didn't need to do that. And he used to always say, because he's in uni, but I'm obviously self-employed and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. So he, I said to him, like, just randomly, like, I said to him something. And he must have been like, oh, don't get cocky, don't get arrogant. I was like, mate, it's speaking it into existence, man. I, mm. I don't actually mean it. I'm just saying I have to say, sometimes I have to affirm stuff to myself that's not like, I have to say to myself, I am a king. I'm not a king, but I am a king. Because mentally, I'm a king. That's how that, stuff like that. Well, I, think, I think belief is a fundamental part of it. Like, I feel like before you can achieve anything, if you don't believe you can achieve it, you'll never get there, bro. Like, mm. I'm, one, one quote that I really love here is, People say, yeah, I'll believe when I see it. Mm. I believe in, I, I, I see it as 
you, you see it because you believe it. You'll see it when you believe it. People say it, I'll see it when I believe it. You'll see it. So people say, yeah, I believe it when I see it. No, you'll see it when you believe it. That's the key. And in a day, like, that's the fundamental piece for everything. And even the whole ad and stuff, and cooking stuff, don't be wrong, yeah, there's, there's definitely is levels to it. But it's like, would you rather me say no? You're asking me, yeah, uh, want to be ready. You're basically asking me, do I want to cease to exist? And you want to respond to that with no, because I'm scared that you're going to call me cookie. Like people say to you, oh, like Austin, like, do you think you're, do you think you're funny? Do you think you're attractive? Do you think you're this? I meant to say no. I meant to put myself down. Like we live in a society now, yeah, where we live in a society now, yeah, where if you don't put yourself down, it's seen as as cocky. So you'd rather me say I'm ugly. You'd rather say I'm not funny. You'd rather say I won't live a, live a legacy. Like that's crazy. Like why would you rather me say that than the opposite? Um, I feel like that, that there is a real issue. Whereas you can't big yourself up without coming across a cocky. When in reality, you should be praising people that are able, especially in a society like this with so much judgment. We should be praising people that are able to stand their own two feet yeah, and believe in themselves and say good, nice things about themselves. Exactly, man. Exactly. That's the thing. Exactly. Exactly what you said. When you said this, you exactly said what I was thinking. Am I supposed to put myself down? Am I supposed to have to, to say I'm rubbish? Am I supposed to say I'm ugly? Am I supposed to say I'm going to be broke and I'm not going to do anything with my life? Am I exactly. meant to say that? Do, can I not say that I'm going to make impact? Because I know I will. And I want to say this not so I'm bigging myself up, but so you believe that you can too. So I'm actually being selfless by saying that. Because exactly. If you're around me, so like, this is what I believe fundamentally. If you are around somebody with influence, your life will get better. 100%. I believe it 100%. And a lot of people would say, oh man, but what do you mean? It's true though. There's a reason that the law of association means that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Because mm. if you're with drug dealers all the time no i'm not trying to diss drug dealers or anything i don't really i don't rate it obviously but i'm not mm. trying to diss you man because i know you guys gotta make some money but mm. if you're with five drug dealers you're gonna become the sixth drug dealer if you're with mm. five millionaires you're gonna become the sixth millionaire simple mm. that's key when your circle is is facts man like even you said yeah there's even statistical evidence of that that you make i don't know the exact stat i don't want to butcher it but you make within like i think like 10 percent of the people of the five because of people around you that's how much income you make. So there's even statistical evidence about what you're saying as well. So, and then yeah, I feel like it's why I tell my friend circle so important, man, because energy, energy, energy that obviously can't be made destroyed yet, but you lose energy. You only you only have a certain amount of energy all day. If you're giving energy to all the negative stuff, yeah, it's going to be of detriment to you. That's why you want to circle people here that don't suck energy out of you that in the day, you know, give you more energy, kind of, kind of uplift you. And I feel, like, so I feel like it's easy for me to have a lot more self-confidence, self-awareness here because of people around when I was in school, yeah, and people, but what a lot of people do, yeah, people can relate, yeah, they put you down by, by joking, like, they'll do a joke, like, like, like they'll banter you, you know what I'm saying, they'll banter you, like, which happens a lot, and when you're not around those people anymore, yeah, and you're around people that generally accept you for you, being confident in you, for who you are, it's a lot easier to be, you know, um, to be, to be confident and to say these kind of things about yourself, so it's, it's only, if, if you can't, if you're not able, yeah, to big yourself up, yeah, because your friends have put you down for it, or you say, I go for it, you need new friends, that's the reality of it. So um, your circle definitely a big circle is definitely a big part to play in, you know, in terms of myself, where for myself um belief. Mm, word man, word definitely hundred percent, hundred percent man. And now moving into the first segment of the podcast, I want to do a would you rather with you. Okay, cool. There's definitely stuff I want to pick your brain on that we have mentioned already, but I want to go deeper into. So the first would you rather question is would you rather blow up through so as using as a vehicle to obviously get to where you want to be in the future mm. would you rather blow up through your clothing line or personal mm. brands 
it's, it's we, we literally debate about this, you know, like my clubhouse room last week. Um, we, by the way, we do weekly clubhouse rooms on um, the Gen Z Club. Um, follow me in Austin, Austin Okolo, Austin A-K-O-K-O-L-O. We do weekly discussions. And we actually spoke about, you know, Prosper and a business brand. And um, it was interesting, man, because the debate was, you know, personal business. And some people did say personal, some people said business. Argument personal is more authentic, is more likely to get sales, all that kind of stuff. Um, if I had to pick one, I would say personal, man. Because at the end of the day, I feel like personal gives me more leverage to do other things. So if I've got a strong personal brand, yeah, I can start a fashion brand, I can start a newsletter, I can start a tech company kind of thing. But if we've got just a business brand, yeah, you're more tied down to that one brand. And if that goes bust, then nobody really knows you. Do you think you, that's a bit of a lack, or you do get some credibility from, you know, being an owner. People be like, oh, yeah, he built that company, so he can build that one. So in the business kind of world, you do get more credibility. But I feel like because I love people so much, I love adding value so much. I generally like even that this year. I enjoyed the fact that even one person listened to this year, and I I've helped change the perspective. I enjoy that stuff in it, so I would choose personal because the fact that I like keeping value, and I feel like it's more leverageable. Mm, cool, man. Cool, hundred percent, hundred percent, man. And yeah, make sure you follow the Gen Z Club on Clubhouse because I've been in a couple of rooms and it's amazing. So Thank guys, you, keep it up, man. Keep it up. I need to come more. I'm usually busy on Thursdays, but you, I, you do, I, man. I don't see you enough in there. Yeah, man. I need to come in more. <laughs> yeah. And the next one is, and this is going to be interesting, would you rather have more time or more money? More time each day of the week, man. Like, what's the point of having more money if you can't even use it, do things you love? Like, my dream, I want to, I want to travel the world. And like, I really, I feel like, like I feel like in a day, like, we're going to die one day and I'll be gutted if I can, if I leave the earth not seeing some of the beautiful parts of the earth, you know what I'm saying? I want to see as much of the earth as possible. And so what's the point of having money if you can't spend it? Like, we're just going to send your bank up. Money in itself isn't a means to end. Money is a means to get freedom to achieve what you want to achieve. Like, have all this money, yeah, you can drive a nice class. What's the point of having all these cars you can't drive them? So I would choose time every day of the week, man, because that's actually about not money. Money is man-made, and anything man-made isn't perfect. 100%, man, 100%. And I think that's the thing. A lot of people, and I, this is why I had, a, when, I did, when I was doing the Let's Talk Facts debate on my Instagram live last year, one of the topics was being money motivated because I used to always see all these people that they don't have millionaire habits. I'm going to say it point blank period. They don't, mm. they don't have millionaire habits. So they're always saying money first, get money, secure the bag. And I'm like, mate, like <laughs> you ain't securing no bag through doing banks mm. firstly, because you're going to mm. get what you're not securing the bag by playing PlayStation 24 seven. And I, yeah. play PlayStation. I do play PlayStation, but I do it on Saturdays and I only do two hours. Then I come yeah, back. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that's a Saturday and I and I limit myself. You but need that escapism anyway. Exactly, exactly. 100%. Like, I don't, this is the thing also because Poku Banks said this in a, in a reel the other day. He said, Shout out Poku Banks. Yeah, shout out Poku Banks. Yeah. He said, What did he say? He basically said, I'm going to round up what he said, but he basically said that you need to actually do certain things. I might be saying this completely wrong, but I think he said that. Some people, so-called financial experts, say you can't be doing this, that, and the other, when really rich people do that. So they act like rich people don't watch TV. Yeah, I Jay-Z, yeah, Jay-Z, who's a billionaire, he, he said mm. he watches TV. But so many people say you can't watch. I understand binging is too far, but like yeah. one, one episode a day, two episodes a day, why not? I feel like... I've got a good friend with Toby and he gave me a really good argument. It's like you, you work hard, yes, so you can have free time. That's the whole point in it. Like you, you, you work hard, you hustle, yes, so you can do the things that you do want. Like you don't hustle to not watch TV. You hustle so you're able to watch TV and it's not detrimental to you. So that's the key. Like you're hustling to get the free time, not hustling to have no life. Exactly, man. Exactly, man. 100%. And leading on to that, another thing that can actually add to this, add to getting free time, 
people don't understand it's an investment or is reading books and doing online courses. So my final would you other question for you, Austin, is, and I, I know what you're going to choose, but I'm going to do it regardless. <laughs> would you rather only be able to read books or only be able to do online courses? Obviously, basically, this is a great segue for something called self-awareness. Man. Like, I would love to sit here and say, you know, everyone should be reading books here. Subscribe to my newsletter, but indeed, I should not. The reality of things, man, like, it's about self-awareness, man. Like, me personally, I would choose books because I genuinely love reading, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like, of course, I've done, I do do courses, but I feel like courses aren't usually going in depth. The reason why I like books here, and I used to be one of the guys that used to say, yeah, oh, I don't like reading books, and I can just watch a YouTube video. But in reality, that's what I used to say, but when you actually read a book here, the amount of detail that these authors put in their books, the amount of detail that really, really dive deep into everything, man, like, they dive deep into all the pain points, everything as well. So, like, you've got a few few page book here compared to a one-hour interview or one-hour segment on YouTube about something, yeah, it's two different things. And that one hour will probably cover about 10 pages of the book. So, I feel like the detail you get here from a reading a book, compared to a course or a video online is is, is so different, man. Not to mention the fact that your book's there forever. You can literally keep it. You can refer to it in years' time. Whereas, of course, like, you you do get your notes here, but you're not going to gather all the information. Whereas a book, that's there forever, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I would choose books in it, but in the, the day, that's just me personally, and it also comes out of self awareness. But like, I can't sit here if you generally, generally hate reading, reading is not for you, and you really have seen results from courses. And I can't sit here and say you shouldn't do that. Me personally, I'll choose books, but it's about the other person and self awareness. But one thing I will say is it's a lot more depth in reading books. Mm-hmm, exactly. And that's, I agree with you, man, because for me, reading, if you don't understand, reading can actually help you to manage your stress and relieve your stress more. It can help you with many things to do with the brain waves in your brain and everything like that. But online mm. courses is just, I don't really engage with online courses as much. That's just not me. I'm, I agree with you with the books point 100%. And even when I first started reading, I don't know if you may be able to agree with this, but because I didn't like reading just like you, mm. I read three books, which were obviously How to Win Friends and Influence People, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. And I think everyone, have this, everyone that starts reading books, and I may be wrong, but most people I'll say, start off by reading one at least one of those three books yeah i know a lot of people that's first books was rich dad poor dad and then and because i didn't have the reader's brain back in 2019 i couldn't pick up everything i look back at my book i look at my book notes now and i've got like 200 notes per book but back then i had like 60 notes so now i'm like Mm. okay cool i gotta go back over that now because I'm about to get hella from those books because those books are held like the godfather of all books. And I only got 60 points from that. Mm-hmm. These underrated books I'm getting 200 from. So it's either these underrated books just aren't spoken about enough, which is mm-hmm. true, which is true. Yeah. But these books, I know I can get more than 60 points on it. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree, man. That's the thing. That, that's the beauty of it. If it's on our course... To be fair, some are recorded, yeah, but most of them, like, you can't really go back and, and, and re-watch them. And if, even if you can, there isn't much detail. In fact, you said you've got 200 points from the... That's ridiculous, man. Like, no video is giving you 200 points to get, you know what I'm saying, and you're even able to go back to it. Because even, even the books, yeah, there's certain things, there's certain things in my book might say, yeah, that in that moment you might understand because of the level you're at. But as you progress, yeah, what the books tend to make a lot more sense to you at, at a higher level. So mm-hmm. never to go back here and go over it is just, very, very um, beneficial. Um, and yeah, if I'm being honest with me personally, like my first book, I loved it. Like I got gifted a book by somebody that I really looked up to called Kubi Springer. And um, she was, you know, a brand expert and she gave me my first book. And obviously because I got my own, my own brand, that book was really, really helpful. Because I mean, me, I feel like one thing about me is I love learning. Like I'm addicted to learning. 
and that's that's what I enjoy learning new things. Like like if you told me something cool right now about animals, yeah, I'll be like, wow, like I would love it. Like even look at my TikTok, I feel like animal, I feel like animals, I feel like animals, I feel like doctors, I feel like medics, like, I feel like all sorts. I like learning, you know what I'm saying? And the reason why I love books so much, yeah, I love to say that I was highly effective people, man. I love doing things here yeah, that can help benefit my life and help improve myself. That's just what I love in it. And that said, I was highly effective people really, really yeah, took, 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 took me to the, to the next level. So um, I just love learning, you know, as a person, that's why I love reading. 100%. And that book, for me, that was a hard read as well, because it's long. Mm. And you have to properly be fully focused on that one. Yeah. You have to be fully focused on that one, because there were some things that happened, and I was like, no, i got, I got to read the page again. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't fully deep what my man just said. Mm. So, yeah, that's the thing with books. Well, online courses, I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Type it down. Books, I'm like, mm. no. Let me read that. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna take that in proper. Mm. Sometimes I have to just get my phone and be like, no, I gotta post this still because this is a bit mad still. Yeah, yeah, man. So online courses, aren't making me that. Mm. Will you say that again? Online courses aren't making me get my phone out and, and take mm. videos of the pictures. Books, books, 100%. I'm getting that. 100%. Bro. Like, even, bro, like, it's weird because I loved it. Like, for me, that wasn't difficult reading, though. Like, obviously, apart from the, like, the sets of other things, but I was actually engaged. I was engrossed in it because I learned so much. And I, I said, I love learning. And just like all my days, that's so true. Like, read a book, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's so true. Man. That's such a good point. That's what I live off. Man. That's what I live for. So I enjoyed that book because there's so much in that book. You know, I literally, I thought, yeah, I'm going to try that tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And that's, mm-hmm. that's, so, that's so true, man. That's such a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. 100%, man. 100%. And now that we've finished with that segment, I want to go back now because you mentioned giving back to Africa and the Caribbean. And this is a similar goal that I have actually. And quite a few of my friends, we all say that we want to give back to Africa and Caribbean. So what are your opinions on giving back to the community? And do you, well, you already said that you feel that we should take a step for, step forward with that and give back to our countries. But what are your opinions on giving back to your community? And why is it so important that as black people, we give back to Africa and the Caribbean? Because no one, no one else can do it. Like we can't rely on anybody else. But like, especially the black community, man. Like, I feel like even I saw a lot of black lives matter. I feel like in the day, it's great if you know if outside people from our community help us. That's great. But it needs to start with us, man. I'm saying, and we can't rely on other people. Can't rely on other people. And but you know, working out, I'm gonna leave a legacy and I help people. Like, I generally, generally love help people. I generally love people to see people do well, man. So, um. It's a must for me to give back to our black community, man. It's an absolute must, man. Yes, yeah, so my dream is actually to go back to the village my parents grew up in and build a school there which teaches trade so they can so the community can actually have people with skills in it. Because in the day, it's important to have skills, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I want to build a school that, that teaches electric, electricians, plumbing, um, teaching, that teaches, like, you know, like really, really good skills so the community can actually thrive. So that's my dream to build a school in Nigeria. And and that's generally like I dream. Like even uh, my other dream is literally um because obviously I suffer from dyslexia. I didn't realize I was dyslexic until I was nineteen. So I wanna I don't want people to suffer like how I suffered where they went through the whole school life not being dyslexic. So I want to build a charity as well where um people can like, get identified at a much earlier age because in the day the only people that really are gonna identify are people that come from you know rich homes at private schools and I, I love that's fair. I'm saying um so I want to make sure that um people that that do have dyslexia to get identified at a younger age so they can then take precautions to make sure they get the best education possible. So for me, giving back is everything, man. And is that people said, yeah, like, I would throw a quote, um, your gift is God's gift to you. What you do with that gift is is your is your thank you to God. You know what I'm saying? So in a day, even, even if you're not religious or anything like that, yeah, like, your gifts aren't really for you. Your gift is for other people, you know what I'm saying? So 
that's the key. I want to make sure, I, like, in the day, I was, I was, I was given these gifts, not mine, and they're, and I'm, 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 they're here. They're here to literally help other people, touch other people. Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. Exactly. And why do you think that people don't? Well, I don't want to generalize, but why do you think there's a lot of people out there that are quite selfish with their wealth and don't decide to give back? Interesting, man. It's weird, but even now, like, the question you asked me, I couldn't explain why I want to give back, you know, like, I just couldn't explain it. Like, I just had this in my heart. Like, I just, I just couldn't explain it. It's very hard to explain because, like, but for me, I feel like it just it was your perspective of the gift. I remember I watched a pod, I listened to a podcast, um, a great podcast called The Secrets of Success Podcast, which is Eric Thomas's podcast. And there's one guy on there called Inky Johnson. And he's a very good speaker. Like, he lost his arm. Like, his story is crazy. Go YouTube him. And he was kind of talking about, you know, like, giving back and stuff like that. Yeah. And then he said, and they were talking about how, like, they gave an example of, of this one boy that was given that was, that was given back one time. And they, were, they asked him, Inky, like, why are you giving so much back? Like, 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 what are you looking for in return? Kind of thing. He said, the gift is that I'm, I'm able to give. Like, a lot of people give, yeah, in hope that they get something in return. But the angle to look at it is the fact that the fact that we're even able to give in the first place, that's a gift. The fact that I'm able to build a school in Nigeria because I've been blessed to have that money is a gift in itself. In fact, I'm able to give is a gift, is a blessing. So I don't know why people don't want to are, are, are selfish. Maybe there's reasons, maybe there's things they're battling, maybe there's something in their childhood. But in a day, at the same time, that's got nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? I can't force people to do anything. Like, people have got their own lives, they've got their own free world, they can do whatever they want. I, all I know is that I, I want to make it leave as much impact as possible. And I feel like people should focus on that as well. You can't control other people. So rather than looking at him, did you see a lot in our culture, not even our culture, in society where people go on to him like, oh, he only gave 50 pounds to charity. What have you given? You know what I'm saying? Why are you always so focused on other people? Focus on yourself. Focus on your what you want to do in your achievement. Like, if people are selfish, that's them. That's fine. Like, they can live their life how they want to live it. But I'm going to live my life how I'm also going to live it. And people are too focused on other people. And maybe you got to ask yourself why you care so much about what he's doing and why aren't you doing more? Yeah, 100%. Again, 100%, Austin. Like, you told me before this, actually, I'm ready to give the gems today and you haven't disappointed. <laughs> you haven't disappointed. <laughs> So, like, let's be real, yeah? I've even been a person that's kind of looked at other people and been like, like, you ain't doing nothing. How come people rate you? I've done that myself, and I'm not afraid to say that because I'm not. Mm. And I think that as humans, because we are interdependent and social beings, we focus way too much on what other people do. And mm. that's what you said there with someone saying, oh, I gave this, you didn't give nothing, da 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 da, da. They, they, so A lot of people give to receive back when they, re- they should realise that you pay it forward to receive nothing back, but still, due to spirituality and everything about the universe, good things will still come to you, but you shouldn't do that just, you shouldn't do that to give back to receive. That shouldn't be mm. it. It's not coming from an intrinsic motivation, it's coming from extrinsic, so... You want the external reward from others. You don't want the yeah, internal satisfaction of giving back. And I feel that personal development is actually something that can aid you with stuff like this. And I wanted to ask you, how and when did you start your personal development journey? Was it through books or was it through something else? Good question. I want to say a lot earlier, because I remember, like as I said, I want to be a fresh footballer. So I did, I did always have that. I used to train, you know, football-wise, but in terms of like, the emotional awareness, yeah. I would say that's why I feel like I feel like in the day I feel like I'm blessed with mentality. Like I feel like I'm grateful. I feel like it's through God, it's through like my life that like, I've been blessed with, you know, a great mindset I have now. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like I'm blessed. Today. I'm saying 
and I feel like the only reason I have this mentality is because I have experienced I've been so much yes at so young. So not everybody I saw my business at 17 years old. That's crazy land like this is isn't something you start at 17 years old. I feel like when I started my business, I was exposed to a, a different amount of people. Because a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, um a lot of them, you know, you, like the five percent, the people that to be entrepreneurial, you gotta have good good self belief, you gotta have good self worth, good confidence. You you, you you can't conform. Like in a day, yeah, entrepreneurship yeah is the minority. The majority of people live, which is nothing wrong living under five kind of laughing it. So, um, a lot of people that I was exposed to here are people that weren't afraid to be themselves, weren't afraid to to not conform, weren't afraid to stand out. So because I saw that at such a young age, yeah. I was literally, I saw a whole new perspective to life. Because entrepreneurship is something you see in school, you're not taught in school. So when I went on the entrepreneurship route now, and I started my own business, I was exposed to a whole new a whole new world of people, a whole new world, a whole new environment. I was going to network with friends. So I saw I launched at 17. Um my 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 brother's friend's girlfriend, she was very, really, really helpful to me in the beginning. She took me to meet a lot of people. So I started networking. I was going to events like with me. With me, I'm a yes guy. Like even you asked me with being a podcast. Yeah, I said yes. I, I said yes to everything. I love opportunities, kind of thing. So when I first started out my business, I was saying yes to everything, man. And I feel like that's what people need to do more of. Like I feel like people don't say yes enough. People don't take enough opportunities. Like like what the guy who says it. Yeah, when you're building a business or or you're building something, yeah, the answer is yes to everything. If it obviously if it aligns with your brand and what you're trying to build, obviously you can't get distracted as well, but. If it lands what you're building, the answer is always yes, and that's why I was. That's why I've met people like you doing that because I said yes to Shola. I'm saying you saying, and I feel like one thing that not the side track here, but one issue I see a lot of people have here is that they want to have the option up here, but they don't want to take the option down here, and they don't understand yet that to get up here you've got to take that opportunity. Then from that day you get enough on to this, then this like it's stepping stones. You don't go from here to here. You go from here to here to here to here. Perfect example. I was on Shola's podcast. I said yes to her here. Then you came, you met me on that podcast. Another step in here. Somebody else might see this podcast and think, which I want you on here. It's stepping stone. Before you know it, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking in front of thousands. I'm saying it's stepping stone. I feel like the people don't realize, yeah, it's stepping stone. It's about taking the opportunities, no matter how small, because that opportunity can lead to the next one. So I would say I started my self development journey when I started my business because I exposed to a whole new world of people, started networking. Um, I've been told to meditate, told to read books, all that kind of stuff. So definitely, I say, maybe 17 when I was exposed to. The entrepreneurs had a life and then people that you know um weren't afraid to go get to see it squirrel. Mm-hmm. This is the thing, man, a hundred percent. And I feel that with personal development, it's something that and you know, obviously big up to Victor as well, because Victor's a legend mm. as well. So shout out Victor as well. My God. Yeah, I was chatting to Victor last year, yeah. And obviously you met Victor way before me because obviously you met him at a networking networking event, event yeah. 2018 or something like that, innit? Mm. Way before I was, way before I, I was on the scene doing anything, back when I was in secondary school. Yeah, like 12 years old in time, yeah. Yeah, fam. <laughs> so, I was chatting to him last year and he said that when you start personal development, you become addicted. And I was like, that's 100% true. I love it. You become addicted. You can't stop. You can't mm. stop it. Because you're just getting so much better that you just want to keep going on and on and, and on. And a perfect example of that, yeah, is literally my books. Like, I've read one book and I've read 50. Like, it's, it, as you said, it's addictive. Like, I'm going to read probably 50 more by the end of the year. Like, it's a, they're on the head book. Mm, exactly. And let me ask you this, actually, as well. How did you get through so many books in a short amount of time? Books, let me tell you, there's one book here, Life Change the Health Habit. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll bless you earlier on my, in my kind of book journey. That obviously with me, yeah, what I used to do, I have my phone. I never hear a book recommendation. Yeah, I literally just add to my notes. 
So I had a list of books that I wanted to read because it's recommended by people that are accessible from YouTube, from network, this kind of thing. And luckily, my list number three was The Path Habit. But I had no clue what the book was about. But the book was literally about, you know, how you make habits, how you build habits you know, over time, I'm saying, and how, like, the book was... That, that day, yeah, is probably the best book I've ever read. Of all the 50 years, that book is... But, like, that book, I didn't, I didn't want to put it down, like... It's about how you build habits, how you break habits, but also it's about like how the also about how like supermarkets use your habits against you to profit off you. Like it's about how targets the, the target supermarket made an extra two point like seven billion pounds, whatever, even or twenty billion pounds off um looking at habits in pregnant women and targeting that kind of thing. It's about how um Martin Luther King used habits to help you know cult, build a, cult, a strong cult and you know and help push Black Lives Matter and the Black community. Spoke about how. Um, people could have used habits to help um, to implement games. Talk about how Starbucks used habits to help repair their business. So, like, the book was just so fascinating. And that book kind of taught me how to build habits. And I kind of applied that principle of building habit into books. So, when it came to reading books here, it became part of my lifestyle. Like, even though I became a gym animal last year as well, because it was part of my lifestyle. Like, one thing that is one billionaire called Jesse Isla, then he said the reason why a lot of people aren't don't see the results that we want to see it's because they rely on discipline but you want to make it a lifestyle because with discipline yeah it's, it's only so we're all human it's only something you can go on, go on about discipline eventually that you're going to give in and you and the discipline will, will fail you but when it's a lifestyle don't fail you like brushing your teeth you brush your teeth every you don't think about it it's a, it's a part of your lifestyle having a shower you don't think about having a shower you don't think oh i can't in the shower today no, it's a part of your lifestyle. When you put your shoes on, you don't think, I'm not going to wear shoes today. It's a part of your lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? And you have that same principle of brush your teeth, yeah, with reading. So when I got the point of, you know, when I saw reading every single day, yeah, in the same breath as brushing my teeth every single day, that's when you win, because reading to me wasn't a discipline, it wasn't a, a thing I did anymore because I, I, I needed to do it. It was a part of my lifestyle. Where I wake up every morning, yeah, pick up my book and read. Part of my lifestyle. And that's why I read so many books in such a short amount of time, because reading was a part of my lifestyle. To me, brushing my teeth was, to me, reading was. Exactly, and that's what people don't understand. They don't understand that we are our habits. Mm. That's the whole thing about addiction as well, because you can have a help, you can have a unhealthy addiction with things, mm. but you can have a healthy addiction with certain things as well, because those things mm. are good for you. But a lot of people have, because a lot of people hear the word addiction and will think a negative thing, but you can actually be addicted to good things such as reading, as you mentioned, turn it into a habit, and mm. this is the thing because. You're right. I don't. I've never thought in my life. Oh man, like I forgot to put my shoes on. Don't think of that. Don't think about putting your socks on. Don't think about putting clothes on before you go outside, because it's normal. So when you normalize meditating, reading all this kind of stuff, you're gonna win, because mm. that's what successful people do. And like, it's so important that you read that book early as well, man. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Even though on a scientific level, like people just think I'm saying this, it's science, bro. It's how their brain. That's how habits are built. The reason why habits are built, yeah, is to make things easier. So if your brain is clocking you, you're doing everything every single day, the same thing, yeah. Your brain will make a habit in your brain to save energy. That's why when you put your shoes on, yeah, you don't think in your head, oh, I'm my right shoe on, my left shoe. You just put it on because your brain knows, yeah, that's a habit now. So rather than waste the energy on shoes on, yeah, it's for other things. So even on a scientific level, yeah, habits are there to make your life easier. So your brain wants to create habits to make your life easier. So if you make reading a habit now, it's scientific. You're like it's scientifically developing. It's scientifically good for your brain because your brain wants to make habits because it reserves energy. You know what I'm saying? So don't mm. see it as like, oh, like we're just talking out of our, like out of our asses. Like this is literally scientific. This is science. This is literally how your brain works. So these habits to help reserve energy. A lot of things in life are actually quite difficult and. 
what my final question to you, Austin, is thinking in terms of habits now, how have you built juggling uni and entrepreneurship into a habit where it's not that difficult for you? First of all, you've got to read and you've got to understand, you know, how, obviously, like, time management. You're not just born with time management. You're not just born with, you know, prioritising. You've got to read and understand, like, obviously, maybe not read it, but you've got to listen to people. You've got to find out, yeah, how's the best way to manage that time. So I've read books like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I've read books like The 4-Hour Work Week, which are basically books here that really touch heaven on time management. And I literally apply those principles I get from those books and I turn into a habit. So... It starts with me actually acquiring the knowledge. It's like money management. Like you don't just wake up and have money management. You've got to teach yourself how to manage your money, how to manage your finances, how to budget, how to invest, all that kind of stuff. And then you turn to a habit. So the fundamental piece first, you don't just balance union, whatever, you've got to understand how to, you've got to educate yourself on how to. So I educate myself on how to, and maybe just a few tips that I use is, um, first of all, you've probably read this as well yet, in some habits of highly affected people, one tip is um, to plan your weeks weekly. I feel like a lot of people plan their weeks daily. And what people that finally week's daily found yet is that they run out of time all the time because they are too loud, it's too small a frame of time they buy because anything happened, there could be an emergency kind of thing, there could be anything. But you plan your week's weekly, you're working rather than 24 hours here. My maths isn't that good, but rather than working 24 hours, you're working with seven times 24, 168 hours, you know what I'm saying? So you've got a larger time scope to work with now. And then when you work with a weekly over daily, you then realize how much time you actually have available to you. So with me, I, I actually, I have a lot of fun. Like, I got my friends a lot. I, like, I have a great time. Yesterday, you saw me, you might see my story, I was swimming like, in the pool. Like, I, I do, I'm a very busy guy, yeah, but also have a lot of free time. And that's based on the fact yeah, that I come out with people. And I know that, I know that I'm able to do this little on a Monday because the rest of it will get done on my Tuesday, if that makes sense, because it's weekly. When you plan daily, you end up kind of putting too much in a short amount of time and you'll never end up finishing. That's one principle I always do, man, plan your weeks weekly. And also, man, I feel like, I feel like I just mastered the art of, of, of working smart. Like, I feel like now, like, I'm really good at delegating tasks and working smart. Like, I've held um, two working sprints for my company, one in July, one in um, February. And one of the reasons I did the one in February is because I wanted to find talented individuals that could help me, you know, do things when I don't have time. So I've got two mentees I work with off that work experience that I found talented. One, I was turned off my door. One is, um, one is, she wanted those posters for, posters for me for my Pinterest and my Instagram. And the other one does blogs for my email marketing campaigns. So rather than me spending time here yeah, to do the blogs and email marketing campaigns and the posters, which I don't have time to do, they do it for me. So that saves me a lot of time because a lot of things that I don't have time to do, they're doing it for me. Like even leveraging like, like I had an assignment and um, I need and my friend Toby's a, a, a computer scientist. Rather than me trying to work it all out for myself here, yeah, I said, Toby, I need some help with my assignment. And he helped, he helped me do it because he's a computer scientist kind of thing. So it's about working smart and not hard and understanding that things that people might be able to do better than you or things you might have time to do, delegate. If you can delegate, delegate it. And I delegate a lot of tasks, but also I plan myself weekly. And also I understand yeah, what is worth doing and what isn't worth doing kind of thing as well. Mm-hmm, 100%, man, 100%. Again, 100% because and one final also thing, that... Was- so maybe one final thing is wake up early. I wake up probably 6 a.m. every day. When you wake up early, like you have a lot more time. To focus, but yeah, go on. Exactly, exactly. That, that as well, you know, because I remember I told someone that I wake up at 5 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at me like I'm crazy or something. And I was like, you don't understand how much time yeah. I have. You don't understand that I can start work up whenever I want. I start at 6.30 personally. and But I prefer working when it's quiet because my neighbours are loud. Mm. It's loud in my house, so it's like, difficult, isn't it? And the thing is that 
I remember I was told about the 40s by one of my guys, Lewis. Shout out to Lewis. And it stands for do. So those are tasks that you do. Delay. So these are tasks that aren't really that important. They can wait a bit mm. longer. So you push them back a bit. Not procrastinating, but it makes sense because the stuff you need to actually do. Mm. Then there's delegate, which you mentioned, obviously. So you're giving it mm. to somebody else that's maybe you don't have time for. In some instances, also, it's areas where they're not your specialties and someone else is better than you at it. So it makes sense mm. to do it. Many of the leads, stuff like that, that's not necessarily that. Why am I doing that? So I think people definitely need to work smart, as you said, too. Because everyone talks about work hard, work hard. No, nah, man. Rule recognize rule. It's work smart. Mm. I used to always say work hard when I was young. But then I realized working smart is the true way to be. Mm. 100% agree, man. Like... And to be honest, you put in the element of both in it. Like if you're gonna be a pressure footballer, you gotta put in the you gotta put in the reps. Like, if you wanna be a gym guy, if you wanna be have a nice body, you gotta work hard, man. Like no truth. It's even at university, I got uni, so like there's days you gotta do you might do it all night, man. So there definitely is work hard, but you definitely need to work smart as well, like when you can. And so like if you pick up the four hour work week book, yeah, it literally there's a nice little table which breaks down um how you can like you see what you summarize, there's a nice little table and it tells you what you do, what you don't do, what you delegate and what you um, should do so the four hour work week great book for anybody listening to pick up and that will really help you manage your time more effectively 100 and even just before we go on to the final segment i want to mention that i remember the main thing i got i remember from that book was it said leave you know when it's talking about things you need to stop doing like accepting mm. meetings without purpose because those people try to waste your time and it's even mm. happened to me there people want to have meetings with me someone tried to have a meeting with me to tell me they're cancelling why they're cancelling a meeting I was like, what the hell? Why would I go to that? Like, what the yeah, hell? 100%. Yeah. So, and then also it says leave, because I think, when did that book come out? It said Crapberry. It said leave your Crapberry in the car. Ditch your crap, something like that. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that, you know. Oh, it must have been 010 or 09. It even said that, man. That's no, but even in terms of that, yeah, like, that's no principle I applied from the book as well in terms of a no information diet. I feel like now, I feel like the worst thing is you brought it up then, but I feel like now it's even worse. In terms of the information we get, like we go on our phone, yeah, it's, less, it's like an overload of information. You've got Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, like an overload. And that fries your brain, man. Like, I was seeing my friend the other day, like it's probably times when you go on your phone, yeah, and your, your brain's just hurting, like your head's just hurting, like because of all that information. So with me, one thing I always practice is that I don't go on my phone because start of the day. Like I don't go to my phone yeah, until I finish like, my most important task. So if I wake up at 6.30, I probably won't go on any social media until probably about 12 o'clock. You know what I'm saying so, like, it's about you know, not going on your phone until you get what you need to do done. But in the day, like, you can live on your phone. And also, another technique that this is what I mean. This is what you got to start reading, man. Like, there's so many things that this book has taught me, man. Like, in terms of batching, like, all the stuff here that I might have achieved that you might think is great, it hasn't come from my knowledge. Like, people have been there, done that. You don't have to reinvent the world. Like, I've read a book here by somebody who's very, very successful. He's telling me the, 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 the secret. I'm just applying it. So, like, that's why I love books because in the day, it's people that have been there, done that, yeah, and you have planned the tricks. All the things that I've more told you in this podcast, all the details, it didn't come from my brain, it come from someone else's brain, and I just told it to you guys. So, being is important, man, and another thing is called batching. So, you're better off here checking your emails twice a day, or checking your social media twice a day, yeah, than checking it every half an hour. If you check it for 10 minutes every half an hour, yeah, if you do it every half an hour for a day, I feel like, what, like, two hours worth of checking. Whereas if you check it for half an hour, sorry, half an hour at the end of the day, You've, you've literally by batching there doing it all in one go rather than doing it in segments throughout the day you literally save yourself so much more time mm-hmm. exactly 100% man 100% and just thinking about that, that and everything you said today that's what brings us to the second and final segment of the episode so mm-hmm. I always ask this to everybody and it's what are your top three rules for success 
Careful that one. <laughs> First of all, like I don't feel like I'm successful yet. If I'm being honest, I feel like I've got a long way to go. So, like, anything I do say, like, I would say take it with a pinch of salt, yeah. But anyway, I'm not saying this because I'm some crazy sort of person. Like, I've got a long, long, long way to go. I'm nowhere near where I need to be. You know what I'm saying, but based on what I've maybe achieved so far, which is what I can really speak on consistency. Like consistency, man. I feel like one rule that I apply to my life yet is called. Do it consistently or don't do it at all. That's one rule. Do it consistently or don't do it at all. And I feel like when you're trying to build anything, you've got to be consistent. Like you've got to show up every single day and get to work. Like when you're building a brand, you can't just take a year off your brand and expect it to do well. You know, if you're building a YouTube, if you're building a podcast on YouTube, you can't just go two months without YouTube, especially in places like that year where people are so short-minded, so, so the attention span is so short, you've got to constantly be in people's ear. Like, I see people start a YouTube channel, yeah, and they'll and they'll jump off YouTube for like two months, and they'll come back like, oh, guys, I'm so sorry, I'm so inconsistent. Like, you should be embarrassed to be inconsistent. If this is what you really want to do, and it's your dream, how dare you be inconsistent? Yeah. And you're inconsistent yourself, yeah. You've got people like, people that, um, you've got Netflix, you've got Power, they would drop every, song, every Sunday. So they're up here, yeah, and they're not even inconsistent. But you, that's down here, you're letting yourself be inconsistent. It's not good enough, so... I thought like top number one rule is consistency. Whatever you want to do, yeah, even if it's just, even if it's like just a small step, you've got to do it. You've got to be consistent or you don't do it at all. That's number one, consistency. Number two, mindset. I feel like without mindset, you've got nothing. Like, all, I, we can sit here and give you all the kind of tips to, to build on the build. I can give you all the tips to grow your social media following, do this and do that, yeah. But if you've got that mentality, you want to apply anything, you want to learn, you want to soak it in. So I feel like invest your mindset first, invest in yourself. I feel like that's what it all begins. Like, they, the reason I've seen a lot of growth in all I'm doing because of the books I'm reading. The confidence um, my business is anything is because of the books I'm reading. So I say, number one, consistency. Number two, invest in yourself, invest in your mindset. Well, that's like the foundation. It's like, it's like you know, you're building a house, you've got that. Um, I don't know what you call it, but I'm not building it, but you've got like, you know, the foundation of what I mean, you're building it. I feel like for me, the master is the foundation. Like, you don't make a million pounds, you become a million pound person, and that comes with a bad product. You don't make 10 million pounds, you become a 10 million pound person, and that's a bad product. So, you've got to be that person first before you, you, you don't get what you you don't get what you want, you get what you are. That's number two. And number three, success, enjoy it. I say enjoy it, man, because in the day, like, if you don't enjoy it, then you're, you're going to burn out. The reason why I can go so ham on my business on personal branding because I enjoy doing it. I'm saying I can go wake up every morning and build my business at 6 a.m. whatever because I enjoy doing it. If I don't enjoy doing it, eventually I'll burn out and I'll become resentful and I hate it. So consistently invest your mindset and make sure you enjoy it. Because if you don't enjoy it, first of all life is short man. You want to make sure you enjoy your life. Second of all, if you don't enjoy what you do, it's only a matter of time before you burn out and it all goes downhill. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking that in man. I'm just taking that in. Mm. Put me in the spot there, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, 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 come on, man, come on, like, obviously, yeah, 100%, I always, I've said this for every point you've said, but it's facts, if it's 100%, mm. I've got to say it's 100%, because you're right, man, mm. especially what you said about consistency, like, power, when they were going, and they're still going to this day, to be honest, now they've got four different shows coming out, it's crazy, every week, they had us every week. They had a plan. They were ready for mm. this single week. Something was going to happen. Something big was happening. And the storyline's sick as well. So it had people invested. So the question to all of you watching is, how are you going to have people invested in you? Because these TV shows are making you addicted and, b- and binging everything. How are you going to make people binge your content? 
That's why I want to ask you guys. How are you going to make people binge your content? How are you going to make people sit on their phone waiting for you to post? Got anything to say on that, bro? Well, 100%, I'm really taking words out of my mouth, man. I'll let you know with a question for them, for them to actually question it, you know what I'm saying? And then they, like, if if you want to be a power level, like, this one of the one thing I spoke to my friend about this called um, Tyree, you talk about this, and my friend Cuba as well gave me a good point. I, I think the book's called The Secret, I haven't read it yet, but it says that if you, for you to achieve what you want to achieve, yeah, you can't already be that person. So if you want to be a pressure footballer, yeah, you got already, or you got already act like one. You can't be pressure footballer about acting like one. So you got to be eating how they eat, sleep how they eat, work how they eat. You want to be an actor, you can act on actor acts. You got to train like an actor acts. You want to be a boxer, you got to act like like you already are a boxer. And if you want to be as big as Netflix, for example, how are you going to be as big as Netflix if you're not even doing what they're doing? Mm. Like if they're posting every single Sunday, yeah, you're posting once every two months. How like just think about it logically? How are you going to be that level? Like you got if you want to, you got acts what you want to be if you want to be a big Netflix you got already you got act like them it's not it's not good enough like I, that, yeah for me the fundamental like consistency is a fundamental even though you make consistency I want to get seriously like and people I feel like people they, they, I see people come on YouTube like oh I'm so consistent guys I'm sorry like you should be embarrassed to say that like if I miss a week or posting on my Twitter brand for the brand I should be I'm embarrassed I'm like sorry guys like, I'm like, only this story like I'm just ashamed like, I just want that happen mm -hmm. I feel like Whatever you want to get to in life, yeah, you can already, you can already act like you're there. Others will never get there. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't uh, come back to what I said. You don't get what you, you don't get what you want. You get what you are. If you're not already do what Netflix are doing, yeah, how do you expect to be as big as them? Just doesn't make logical sense. Mm, exactly, man. Exactly, and yeah, man. Let's 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 let the people chill because we've given them too much today. <laughs> given them too much. We need to let them like we need to let them like their brains that like, they're getting too much gems right now. But you're definitely gonna come back on here, bro. And is there anything? Like, is there anything you'd like to say before we end the episode? Um, I love you all. This is like if you were hitting this podcast right now, you're already doing the first. You're already doing the right thing. Like just just by you listening to this podcast here, yeah, I know that like, you're you're gonna achieve great things because you're already you know putting yourself first. Think about proving yourself. Like in a day, it's only a matter of time, man. I, I was one guy called I follow called Patrick Bet David. And he said it's only mass. Like if you were planting a thousand seeds every single day, yeah, that's what seven thousand seeds in a week. That's what in a month. My mass is terrible, but you know, seven thousand times thirty. In that number of times by three sixty-five, you're planting seeds every single day. Yeah, it's only a matter of time that they're all going to spread out once, and you'll be overflowing with blessings. So, if you're already on here and you're listening to the podcast, you're planting seeds and you're planting seeds every single day. It's a matter of time, man. As I said, you can do anything wrong until the age of thirty and still go live a great life. But if you're planting seeds at twenty years old, yeah, by the time you're thirty, I promise you, a lot of the seeds that you're planting now will spread if you keep watering them by thirty. It just, it just makes logical sense. You know so um yeah man, I love you all man. Keep keep growing, keep progressing, be happy, enjoy life, don't think about other people's opinions. That's for the main thing calling people back. Um I'm gonna do a whole podcast on that. But man, yeah man, invest in yourself and maybe just plug myself, find me on Instagram, Austin Okolo, um A U S T I N O K O L O two O's, Clubhouse Austin Okolo, LinkedIn Austin Okolo, um Twitter Austin Okolo eleven. Then my brand wanted to know London, check us out. And my newsletter, if you want to be part of my subscription service, my newsletter where I give out weekly book recommendations, I give out free books, and I give out, um, I give out I'm doing this new book clubs, I do certain events. So if you want to be part of that, make sure you um, check out um, readersaustin.com slash readersaustin, or just DM me or the links in my bio, my Instagram page. So yeah, man, I love to connect with you all. I love to speak to you all. If you've got any questions, just let me know. And yeah, man, fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jonas, so much for this. 
Oh, thanks for coming on, bro. And guys, again, as Austin said, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening as well. And guys, make sure you follow Austin and get involved in the amazing work that he's doing. Who knows? Maybe you'll be on work experience with him in the future. Never know. So guys, thank you for listening. And take care. Eyes on the prize, don't forget to like, comment, share and subscribe.